Hello and welcome to episode 32 of Behind the Journey. This is the show myself and Sam Spencer discuss all the things going on my business journey. This week we talk about a disaster of a speaking event which turned out to be a positive and I talk about how next week I'm speaking to a millionaire clown. I'm at my pride. Hey, hey, I'm at my So I've had quite an interesting um, turn of events um, this morning while I was waiting for Sam to come in to do the podcast. I had a phone call from one of our suppliers or potential suppliers for the artificial grass business. And this is where it gets rather interesting. I don't know how much I've told you guys about this. Obviously, Sam has been there the whole way. But essentially what happened, I bumped into these... Well, I was recommended to go to these guys for the artificial grass. Uh, they came in. They showed me the great quality they had. Uh, they left a few samples for me to look at. And then they went away, and I rang them up and was like, look, guys, we're happy to go ahead with you on this project. Thanks for coming in. The, the quality looks amazing. They made it very clear that they were a middleman on this. They made it very clear they were getting the stock from someone else, and then they were packaging it up and making it smaller and better for us, and then passing it to, to us to sell on, which is fine. I'd rather get the headache of that. Um, one second. I've got a text saying, are you lost, Pete? Right, and I'll go into this in a minute. This is how my attention span works. Coming in at 10.30. Sorry, this is how my mind works. I'm just going to summarise. Uh, should, should I come with the story to tell what that was about first? I thought you were about to say, someone's like, Pete, your talk's in 15 minutes, mate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully not. I'm pretty confident it's 1 o'clock. Anyway, I'll come with the story. Sorry, this, as you know by now, if you're an avid listener of this podcast, my mind wanders around all the time. And yeah, back to the story. So these guys were like, yeah, these are great quality. I was like, more than happy to, um, more than happy to kind of, do the, do the project with you, etc. And I heard nothing. I didn't get anything back, no feedback. So I called them again saying, look, guys, we want to move ahead with this. We, we've got um, the web team's done it, the branding's done, the, the packaging's done, the, you know, everything's ready to go. We're just waiting for the product here. And then they just disappeared. There was no conversation, no phone call. They ignored my emails. I'm thinking, what's happened here? Like, even to the point where, you know, I, I'm starting to think, is this guy okay? Okay, like, he hasn't posted on Instagram for like, on his business page for like weeks, something is this guy actually okay? So I emailed his business partner like, look, mate, we you know you may not know me or whatever, but I was going to deal with you guys, and I want to go ahead with it. Nothing again. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, what what should I do at this point? I've got everything done. These guys were going to supply me with the product, and I've got nothing now. So um, this is where you could debate my ethics, right? But this is look, I've tried. Sam's nodding. He knows I tried. I tried to get this deal done with these guys. So I turn over one of the samples and there's a business card on there that says the product that's been made, like who's making the product. And I think, look, I'm happy to give these guys. These guys have helped me out, but they're literally ignoring me at this point. It's like three weeks gone. I can't get anything from these guys. I need to move forward. So then I literally go into Google, type in this company name, and it turns out it's a company in Holland, right? So I call up and I'm like, hello, guys. And I'll speak English, basically. They put me through to this guy who spoke broken English. I said, look, um, some... Uh, some guys, basically I said, do you sell in the UK? He said, yes. Speak to this guy. Gave me a name, gave me a phone number. I called this guy. Nothing. So I messaged this guy on LinkedIn saying, hi, mate. Uh, can you give me a call when you're free? Now, on reflection, he must have thought, oh, there's a marketing guy here saying, can you call me when free? He's going to try and sell to me. So he replied saying, about what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. I said, I want to buy, buy some grass, mate. <laughs> like, which sounded ridiculous on LinkedIn. I was like, I need to buy some grass. And he was like, I'm on holiday, I'll give you a call when I'm back. So I called him back, whatever, and he sent me the samples. And these samples are incredible. They're way better than these boys have. They've got a bigger product range. And their pricing, here's the big one. 
the price is half the price, if not more. Now, I'm, I'm all well and good for someone making a bit of ground middleman. You know, I'm all, you know, if you find it, you deal with it, you make your margin. But I am now so price competitive. Like, so price. I was expensive at first, and I, I'm, I'm even tempted just to stay really, really, really expensive anyway from a branding piece, from a Farrow and Ball piece. But now I can be really cost effective and really competitive on this price. And I spoke to him this morning before Sam came in and he said to me, uh, look, Pete, um, I know you want to get started now, like this very second, but he said, in November, I've got a whole new product range coming in, cheaper products in terms of cheaper costing, but better quality products. I recommend you wait for that. And apparently there's some artificial grass shows in, in the UK, mate, but I think you should go to them. Why not? Let's go to them. We'll go, we'll go around <coughs> as our brand. Everyone think we're big boys, but we have nothing. And that's the thing everyone needs to remember. We have nothing right now. We're just a brand, which is a logo. A bit of a, we haven't even got a company. It's a logo. So that that was interesting, and I and I think the the key one to get out of that is look. Sometimes I honestly thought we've been shafted. I thought, for fuck's sake, not again. Like I've relied on someone else to do one small area, and this is like time and time again. You've listened to this podcast for the last six months, wherever it's been now, and you'll know each time we go to do something, someone else shafts us. It's never us. We're always like, yeah, we'll go ahead with it, even if we it's going to cost a bit more or. I haven't got the time. We still find the time to do these things. And I just thought, we're going to get shafted again by these guys. Again. Um, and luckily, you know, it played in our favour and we got the right the right product. And I, I need to stress as well. I then was calling, before I made that phone call to the artificial grass man, I was calling everyone, like, but no one would let me white label their product apart from this one tiny brand. So, um, all positive. All looking good. Website's nearly done. Branding's done. Boxes are getting printed from Germany. They're getting shipped across. Um, get that in before the 31st of October. Um, so, there was a joke there, Sam. Did not find it funny? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry, so I'm, only, I'm only half awake this morning, but that was... Sam yeah, is looking very tired and very <laughs> ill. Um, it's only 20 past nine at this point. Yeah. And Sam looks absolutely hammered. And it has to be said, actually, the last two days have been big for me and Sam. We have, been, is, doing this, yeah. we have been doing some bits. It's been a graft. It's we been have. a graft. Uh, what day are we on today? We're on Thursday. Mm. Uh, Tuesday... Um, we filmed a cooking show. Now, um, will it be on this vlog or next vlog? Some of it, but yeah, it'll be on this vlog. Okay, so if you watch the vlog uh, tomorrow, on Friday, you'll see. But basically, we work with a brand, uh, a rapeseed oil brand, uh, the largest rapeseed oil manufacturer in the UK. Rapeseed oil is incredible for you. One second, I'm going to cough. <coughs> That's better. That's actually worse. It feels worse. Anyway, um, the rapeseed oil is, like the, is the best oil for you you can ever have. Like above olive oil, and sunflower oil, it's all bad for you. It like basically uh, clogs you up internally. Rapeseed oil is really good for you. And we wanted to kind of approach a new innovative strategy. We've done loads of stuff for them for the past two years. And I've always been trying to get across this new wave of innovation. Um, and I wanted to create a cooking show. So I called up my mate, Danny Gill, who's a Michelin chef, absolutely incredible chef. I said, look, Danny, we want to do some personal branding stuff for you anyway. You be the chef on this show. We'll promote it. And uh, I called another contact of mine, Jamie. And he gave me his kitchen for free. Uh, he has a kitchen business, kitchen showroom business. So we used his kitchen, which was impeccable. These are like 150 grand kitchens. We had Danny and Michelin Chef, and then we had the brand. And um, so me and Sam were on that project, because it was so close to my heart. I've been trying to get that deal over the last two years for the cooking show that I wanted to be part of it. So I wanted to be there. So me and Sam were there. Sam was like directing, telling people what to do. I was standing there. Um, <laughs> about it. I think it'll be interesting to see if people recognize that it wasn't shot on massive film cameras that they use on <clears throat> on TV shoots. Because I think that a lot of the content actually came out really, really good, even though it was literally just a few little DSLRs doing some edgy shots. And I think that that's what most people, they'll always, everyone always blames, I can't do that yet, I haven't got the equipment, or I can't do that yet, I can't afford the equipment, I can't do that yet. 
we we would do this for a client like and the client backed us like they said i said look we can go out and get a eight grand uh film crew to do this and we would you know if it was a big deal but i said look just give me just give us a chance on this like back my idea and they're like yeah fine we'll back your idea pete and i said so, okay so we're gonna have to we're gonna give us a test and when we do tests when it comes to video stuff we do stuff in-house um because we aren't really built for like video stuff really like sandal is, is his thing we have some editors but really anything big time we outsource but I said, look, we'll give it a go in house to test it to keep costs low for you. And he was like, yeah, I'll rate that. Uh, we'll give it a whirl. So Sam directed that. Everything looks mint. And we got out at uh, 10 o'clock, I think it was, on Tuesday. I didn't sleep. Sam said he didn't sleep because we were just, you know, you're on edge working late, um, trying to be on, on the ball. You're in someone else's, or someone else's business as well. You don't want it to be a shithole, you know, all that sort of stuff. And the next day, we left at 9, uh, me and Sam, to do another interesting project. And it's another project which was, which is... Me and Sam have to do it together because, you know, it's it's a sensitive one. It's one that could completely change the way in which a major industry is run in the UK. And I wanted me and Sam to have full creative control. So the team's doing a lot of the work on it, but I wanted to be on set and I wanted Sam to, to shoot because I know how Sam shoots and we can we, we collab quite well together. And we, we kind of did like between 9 and what, 3, 3.30. We were just shooting with this with this gent. It was, it, was a, it, was, it was bang on, to be fair. He didn't mess up much. And it flew. We had about what ten shoot locations. We banged around. We d- it was good. It was a good session. It was a productive day. It, it was really productive, and the content came out amazingly well. And to be honest with you, some of you may see it, see the content without even knowing you're seeing the content. But we did it, um, and it's just one we can't talk about at all. Like it's not even, you know, it's not even from a we can't talk. It's just genuinely can't talk about it. But it could change the way in which a major industry is ran in the UK, and we could see people copy us. Now it works in two ways. If it works really well for this guy. We could get loads more similar like it, um, but we'll see. We just got to get this get this over the line, see what happens. But really exciting times, and I feel like people are now trusting us as an agency with their innovation, with their innovative product. You know, they'll come to us and go, "People, we need to do this. Just do whatever you want," um, and they're allowing us to do whatever we want, which is really, really amazing. Um, so that could be a good one. Um, the reason I had went that massive weird tangent at the start about that message that came in saying, "Pete, where are you?" is because. Um, I'm meant to be at a event today, eight till five, I think it is. But we didn't get this podcast done in time because of the last two or three days we've had have just been crazy. Um, so I said, Sam, let's get into this podcast. So here I am in this podcast, and the event started. So one of the guys has just messaged me saying, "Pete, where are you?" Because I'm speaking at this event, <laughs> and they're obviously shitting themselves. Um, so yeah, that's that's. So I've got that event today. Sam will obviously film that talk. Uh, I did a talk last year. It's actually I don't know if you know this. It's your one year anniversary. Today, around now, it's, oh. it's somewhere around now. Yeah, it's soon. I think it's yeah. around now, and um, which is crazy. That we've been doing this stuff for a year now, but um, the reason I know that is because it was this. It was this event last year that I made the decision to hire someone like you. Oh right. Um, because I did a talk, and then I saw someone else come with a, a camera, following around. I was like, I've been wanting to do this for years. Like, let's just get this done. Um, so it's literally a year because of this event. That's how I know. Um, so it's crazy. But last year I did a, a half an hour talk. I think at this event. Uh, and this year they only want to be a 15 minute. Now, I actually rate that a lot because to get called back to the same event, back to back, year to year, is a huge testament. Like, you know, people know what I'm going to talk about. It's just hype, 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 innovation. So I wouldn't expect me to come back, back to back years, but they want me to come back. But they've said, please, just 15 minutes. We want you on stage, but, you know, we don't want to repeat two years ahead. It's more, I think it's probably more that they want your brand there and your face yeah, there. Yeah, maybe because maybe of Lincolnshire, right? And we, we're strong in Lincolnshire. Just drinking my coffee. You've got to keep sharp. Um, 
yeah, we usually wouldn't film this at 20 past nine in the morning because I feel like we, we like to leave it a little bit till we're more awake yeah. and more ready for the day because I feel very groggy right now. Absolutely. But like, <laughs> you know, we, we and, and this is the thing that I always say, like, don't say you're going to do something and slip up, right? So I was like, we're going to do this, but this podcast will go out every Thursday and every Thursday it goes out. Like sometimes it might go out late on a Thursday, but it's out every Thursday. Uh, and that's the key one. Like I wasn't going to sit here and be like, sorry guys, I've got an event today, eight till five, like, you know, it would be done. And if I had to be there at eight, me and Stan would have filmed it at six. You know, I mean, we'd, we'd, got this, we'd have got this podcast done. So that's what we, we're just committed to the cause. And I really respect you guys listening and tuning in every single week. Um, what I want to talk about, I've got a question actually. I don't know where we are with your, what you've got written down, Sam, but I've got some questions that have come in. So I'm going to read them out. It uh, seems like about the right time. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, oh, what's something else I want to talk about first, actually? And this is what I, I rate this. Some people wouldn't rate this, but I rate this. When I was at uni, there was a, a girl I knew. Like not, not amazingly well, but like a girl at uni that was, I just kind of knew of. And um, I was following her on Instagram for whatever reason. And she, about three years ago, maybe two years ago, she popped up and she was like, I'm starting my own uh, fitness Instagram page. If you want to follow my fitness journey, follow it. Um, and I followed it. Because if someone's trying to do their own thing, I'll follow that. And then today, you know, yesterday, she quit her job. So three years ago, she was like, I'm going to start doing this fitness thing. And yesterday, I'm going to read out what she wrote. <coughs> My throat is killing. I'm so, I've got literally this talk. I better shake this. Anyway, she put, quote, if you're unhappy with something, change it. The easiest advice to give someone else, but the hardest advice to give to yourself at times. Today, I handed my notice in at my full-time job because I wanted to start focusing on what I really want to do, which is getting getting my PT qualification and doing online coaching. I still don't know exactly where I want to go in the future, but I know it wasn't in the career I'm currently in or what I did study at university. It wasn't an easy decision for me at all, but it's been a long time coming, and if I'm honest, I just wasn't brave enough to do it sooner. Over the past few months, I've been trying to juggle a lot of things, and it's been draining me physically and mentally. But now, I finally see... I, f- I finally feel like a massive weight has been lifted off my shoulders, onwards and upwards, and breathe. And I put, well done, best of luck. When people try to do their own things, when someone sits there on Instagram or Facebook and they go, I'm going to do this like fitness thing, um, support that stuff. And I really mean that. Please support that stuff. Because I know the moment you vocalize what you're doing, you shit yourself. The moment you actually say to someone, this is what I'm doing, it could fail, it's going to fail in front of everyone I'm telling, because it will fail, if it does fail, everyone will know, you are being so, so vulnerable. Support everyone that you know who is doing something. And if you you are a person that is doing something, be brave and vocalize it. If she hadn't said, three years ago, I'm going to do this thing, she would never have had probably the audience to start it. Now she's sitting on probably 50k followers on Instagram. She's now left her job and she's doing the things she actually wants to do. Um, support people. Help people push boundaries. Help people kind of push their own business forward. The one thing that always baffles me is that we're more than happy every single day to walk to Starbucks to get a coffee, right? And go and buy that coffee from Starbucks every day. But the moment our mate opens a coffee shop, we ain't there every day. That's the thing, that's the biggest problem we have with entrepreneurship. It isn't entrepreneurs, it's people unwilling to support the entrepreneurs. <clears throat> and, and that's the biggest problem. So if you see someone trying, even if you vaguely know, like I vaguely knew that girl, back them. Because it will be, it'll mean a lot to me in the future. And she replied saying, thanks Pete, I really appreciate it. Anyway, what was I actually doing? You're looking for questions on Instagram, and then you got yes. distracted by Instagram. Yes, that is exactly <laughs> what happened, because I got a notification from her saying thank you. Right. Uh, 
message from Alec. When you started on your first venture, how did you focus on one thing? There is so much noise. Well, you didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Um, well, I kind of fo- with me. I focus in wins, right? So, what I mean by that is, I'll do a two months focus, two month focus, two month focus, two month focus, two month focus, right? So I'm, and the reason it's a two month focus is, and truthfully, you know, this is me being open again to you guys. It's because I get bored really quick. So I'll be like, this is the thing that's going to change my life. Zoom. I'm bored of this now. This new thing's going to change my life. Zoom. And that's all I ever did. Um, but when I did focus, great things happened. So when we were all in on distract, great things happened. Um, my concern all the time, and Brad says this all the time to me, is are you focusing? Are you focusing on distract? He always says it. Like, Sam's been there, but he's coming in and actually, he's actually said straight up, are you forgetting something for distract? I've been like, no, Brad. Like, I'm not an idiot. Um, but that is like, that is the issue I have. I've always been chasing the noise because I've always been chasing the fast book, I guess is the correct term to use. When actually I've learned over time, when you focus on one thing in- intently, you do really, really well. Um, it's one of the problems I'm having with the side project. I can't focus on it as much. Um, it's one of the problems I will have with the artificial grass business. Until I completely make myself redundant from distract, I'm going to struggle. Like, it's fundamentally, I'm going to struggle. These things take a lot of, a lot of time when you aren't giving it 100% effort, right? When you aren't giving it 100% energy. So, um, the, yeah, the, the answer to that question sounds bang on right. I, I didn't. I, I didn't find a way to solve the noise. But I'm telling you now from experience of doing it and experience of not chasing around for four years, this is why we are where we are. It, you know, if I had done my same old, let's say, six months, six months, six months, six months, six months, which I did for so many years, uh, on distract six months, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. But the thing I would say is really interesting is maybe that was a good thing, right? Maybe the six months was fast enough for me to figure out if it was going to work or fast enough to figure out if it's going to get out. So, you know, if Distract was going nowhere at month six, I could have got out. Uh, we did see some traction. We did see some good revenue. Um, but it really only made proper revenue, I would say, till the end of, well, third year. I would say third year of business was when we started making good money. Before that, it was an absolute, like, we'd have been we'd have made more money working for someone else. Like, genuinely, for the first two years, we'd have made more money working for someone else. Uh, and that's what you have to understand. If you want to... Uh, you want to do your own thing, you know, you are going to have to take sacrifice for two years, definitely. Um, I always say 12 it takes 12 months to launch a business because I think it genuinely does take 12 months to get anywhere. So always know you've got that 12 months run room. But I know Alec because he's asked me a few other questions on Instagram privately. And uh, I'm not going to tell, tell anyone what he's working on, but the one thing I want everyone to understand is when you have a business, the most important thing the most important thing is margin, right? And I, I, I don't say that lightly because obviously you need customers to buy, etc. But if you've got, a, you need margin. If you haven't, because if, even if you haven't, even if you have no customers, it's irrelevant because you could have zero margin, have loads of customers, and you're still broke, right? You need margin. It's very, very important. And we can all come up with great concepts and great businesses, but unless we have margin and a market with demand, there's no point. There's literally no point. It seems obvious, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, right. seems, but this is the thing, right? So I, I say this all the time, is that the the obvious thing is always the thing no one thinks about. And the obvious thing is only obvious when someone says it out loud. You know, I, everyone knows I like books. And, you know, I, someone will tell me, Pete, summarise a book. And I'll summarise a book to them and they'll go, oh, that seems really obvious. I'm like, yeah, it seems obvious now I've said it. 
I've literally just said it to you. It seems obvious now. And that's the problem that everyone has is that they don't they think, oh, I've got a great idea for business. I can sell these cups. These cups are going to do amazingly well. And then it realizes actually your margin is going to be nothing on those cups because someone's banging out 10 million a year and they've got better margin than you. And therefore your price is going to be squeezed. So yeah, there's lots of demand for cups. But there's no demand for cups at your price point. So um, that's the problem. Margin, margin, margin. And then making sure there's a room for a market. And that means simple things like, um, I won't give the idea away, but let's say you're selling a product, right? You've got to understand that right now, 50% of all product purchases are now done on Amazon. So why are you and over- Isn't that in the US? In the US, yeah, but it was, they were close enough to, to make that yeah. statement, in my opinion. If 51% in the US, but if people, and you've got to sit there and go, so why would someone buy it from you over Amazon? eBay, why would someone buy it over you than eBay? Facebook Marketplace, why would someone buy it from you over Facebook Marketplace? These are, and then the, the key one, which is almost life, why would someone buy it from you rather than going to meet a guy in the street and trading it in a market store? All these little things you think about when you're doing trades, why are you over them? And that's a hard question because a lot of e-commerce brands will struggle with that question. Uh, and that's the truth. What's your differentiating factor? And that's one of the things we, we struggle with the side projects is like, you know, what is your differentiating factor when it comes to, you know, doing something like an online business? You know, you're struggling because your margin is tight. So, you know, that is the key thing that you need to focus on. You know, um, I'm all for great ideas, more for starting things out and giving them a test, but margin, what is your margin? Um, an agency margin, you pay someone to do one thing, they can probably run 10 accounts, there's your margin. You know, that's how you work it out. But think realistically, you know, there's money to be made in a lot of things, but there's a lot of areas I would just avoid a lot of plague, you know. Um, and Alec knows, like, he asked me so many questions and I gave him my honest opinion. And if any of you guys got an idea for a business, uh, I've got a lot going on. Don't worry about me stealing it. I ain't going to get that any time for that stuff. Um, but let me know, and I'll give you my, my honest advice. You know, some ideas just need an extra pair of eyes. And maybe you haven't got your parents you can talk to because they aren't business-minded. Or maybe you're like me where all your mates aren't business-minded. Right? Who do you talk to? Looking up, I had Brad, and now I've got a lot of other contacts in the business world. But, like, when you come up with an idea, who do you have to talk to? You only learn these things by trying and losing you know my first four businesses in my opinion were borderline not really businesses um but i didn't know that because i had no one to ask or talk to so you know i'm happy if you want to do like what alex did and just say pete this is my idea for business give me some opinions happy to um because i, I really think that alex should change his business plan to be honest with you i, I, I tell him that i said i don't think this is the right one for you mate um but you know out of respect you know even if he truly and, and i said to him look People thought you couldn't sell books on Amazon. And look how well Amazon's done. You know, they started as a book company and now look at them, they're amazing. So, you know, um, don't li don't listen to my advice intently. Like if I say it's a shit idea, it might be a great idea. You know, I might just play it completely wrong. Um, but yeah, always happy to help where, where I can. I'm not gonna lie, I've got no topic. You're left. flapping, you are. I'm just, I'm, I feel useless this morning. I don't you know why. You useless this morning. <laughs> I, I mean, I even I had to set up the, 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 the stands today, actually. That just has to show how useless you are. Okay, here's another one I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about because we're, we're at minute 23 ish, I think. Um, one of the issues I've got at the moment is um, with these speaking events is the different times that have to do with them. In what way? Well. Uh, Last week, it was like a 40-minute talk. Then I think I did a 30-minute talk. Or it's 30, 30 minutes and 40 minutes. And this one today's 15. And the problem I have in the world of marketing is that it changes so fast. And because we put content out like this all the time, the issue we have is that we can have 
content theory saturation. So if I do a talk about uh, data, these guys at home have heard it, right? They've seen it on the blog. They've seen probably the, the standalone content. Podcasters probably heard it. The audience has seen it. So I can't really use that talk again. But I do because it takes so long to create and hone a talk. So I go, okay, different locations, I'll do the same talk. But then the problem I have is that I'll have a 40-minute talk, a 30-minute talk, a 15-minute talk. I can't create new talks for every single one because I'll be here every single day. Anyone who's a great public speaker will basically have four talks, polished down, hour, 15 minutes. So they've got the different variations. And they would never film these things, right? So they just go around the route going, you want to talk? No worries. Five grand, what do you want it on? And they've got four talks to choose from. I don't have that. I have so much content out there that people have probably heard my spiel if they know of me. And therefore, I'm constantly concerned when I do a talk. Am I just a broken record for these people now in the audience? Like Lincoln. I must talk in Lincoln 10 times a year. Maybe more. I'd say more. Probably more. Lincoln sure even. More than, definitely more than 10. So when I'm doing these different talks, I've got to constantly keep moving. And you know, how often do you change your talk? Is it once every six months? Is it once every three months? And I can't keep them the same because the world of marketing moves so fast. So it's a real dilemma, if I'm honest. You know, um, if I was a global jet setting speaker, it's not a concern. When you're a regional speaker, which is what I am, really, it's hard. Well, I know even down to um, the vlog that I made for this week where you did a talk, you actually booked onto this talk last year and the title of your talk was one of your like, talks from last year. So you did that talk and I was like, wow, this feels old. Yeah, and it, well, it's true, you know, like, luckily it was about personal branding. It kind of oh, yeah, there's a lot timeless. of stuff that's, yeah. it's timeless. But really, I'm talking about data right now. You know, I want to be talking about using data to make more sales. That's what I want to be talking about. That's the thing right now. Segmenting your audience into different data sets. That's what I want to talk about. That's the thing I feel passionate about right now. Um, it's hard. Luckily, that talk had Q&A at the end. Or I forced Q&A at the end because I knew what was happening. And I know that, you know, there may be, you know, not many people in a room. Actually, let's tell the podcast this. That talk, here's a, this is absolutely crazy. I haven't, I haven't I said this yet, have I? I'm not sure what you're about to say. Right. So here we go. <laughs> tell me if I've always said this because I forget these things. Basically, we got put into a talk last year. The talk, title of the talk was um, How to Utilize Personal... No, the long-term worth of personal branding was the name of the talk, I believe. And it was in... Where was it in? Where I can't it? remember. Where was it? I don't know. It was up north. Workshop. How was it Workshop? Workshop. I mean, this is, this is the... Please listen to this. Anyone who's starting as an entrepreneur or is on the entrepreneur path and going, this is not glamorous right now. This I am struggling. This is an absolute catastrophe. I hate what I'm doing. Me and Sam went to Workshop for a talk. Now, I'm sure if you live in Workshop, it's a lovely place. One of our lads is actually from Workshop, Craig, from Workshop. Developer Craig. Yeah. And so, you know, but I don't want to be in Workshop. I want to be at Capital Cities. I want to be, I want to be London, Manchester, New York. I want to be talking to the big place. But I'm in Workshop right now because this is what we do as entrepreneurs. We have to grab. So in Workshop, it takes about an hour and a half to get there. Event, when does the talk start? 2.30. No, one thirty. Oh, yeah, it was slap bang final in the middle of the day, wasn't it? No, it was final talk of the day, which is a negative one for anyone who knows about speaking events because everyone comes early and goes, this is actually a little bit of shit, and they go home about 11. So you want to get in early for speaking events because then you get most of the audience. 
Or, right over lunchtime, if people come in for that. But one thirty, terrible time. At the same time, I've got Google talking next door with a talk along the lines of how to grow your business with Google. And my talk's called The Long-Term Worth of Personal Branding, right? Now, put yourself in the person's shoes. Which talk are you going to? I'm going to the Google talk. You're going to the Google talk. Who's this Pete Watts? I've never heard of him. So I walk in. Oh, first of all, they're fretting, calling me, like, with 20 minutes to go. I'm well on time, aren't we? We're going to get there on time. No to worry. And they're cool. they're cool. I mean, we got there with, like, Five two minutes to spare. Yeah, fine. We're in. We know what we're doing. We've, been, we've done talks with this lad before. They know what we're doing. We know what we're about. We get there. I reckon seven people were in the room. And then, when I walked in, two left. <laughs> right, so at this point... I thought you were about to say seven people in the room, and I was like, it was more like five. Yeah. It was definitely enough to I think to it was deal. five, including you, actually. So, <laughs> four. But we walked in, and people left. They want to go home, probably. And oh, I'm standing there thinking, right, we've travelled to workshop. I'm next to no fuel because we were running late. I couldn't get any fuel, so I was bricking myself. We're going to run out of petrol on the way. Got into the talk. Now, anyone who knows me well will know I do not care about people in that room. Fundamentally, if it, I, I even said the talk, thank you for staying by. But truthfully, with respect, I would st- still do this talk if none of you were here. I'm pretty sure you said it like t- twice in the talk, yeah. just to like reiterate, to reiterate your point. reiterate the point that like these people do not need to worry if they if they're in the same situation because you know, for me I'm thick skinned really I don't really care you know I know for us we're getting the video content for LinkedIn Facebook etc we don't really care but I know if one of those people were in the situation they maybe would care so I wanted to reiterate because I'm talking about personal branding right now and getting on the speaker circuit and doing the things and putting the leg with it and being and getting to talk at workshop right. Workshop sounds a really bad place when you say workshop, doesn't it? Workshop. It doesn't sound great. I'm sorry if you're from workshop, one and all. It just doesn't sound particularly nice. Um, it's like Grimsby. It doesn't sound like a nice, doesn't, it doesn't sound like a nice place. I understand what you mean, Scunthorpe. yeah. Scunthorpe. Anyway, <laughs> saying where the city is really weirdly. But anyway, so, um, I don't know where I was going with this, but basically, I kept reiterating, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, and it doesn't matter, because that content that we broke down, put on LinkedIn, and over a thousand people saw it, and people loved it. So there, hey presto, there was five people in the room, maybe four, and that content was instantly seen by 1,500 people. Who won? 1,505. Yeah, exactly, 1,505. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Put the content out. Get it Get it moving. Get the things put out there. It works really well. So yeah, I'm never concerned if I talk to a venue and people are at empty. I just do not care. As far as I'm concerned, it's a nice little backdrop for the new video. If anything, I'm very impressed at the fact that you can still talk in exactly the same manner to five people and... 200 people like i i feel like i'd be a lot more quiet and reserved if i'm talking to five people and I, I talk more personally but you still do put the same like emphasis on it's harder it's way harder because you can see each individual eye squint of a what on earth is he talking about and you have to and i feel when you're in five you have to dive from into them so if someone goes oh, someone's straight face i've only got five in the room if one person's not getting it let's solve this do you know what I mean? Let's solve this. So then you can make it more personal. And it worked well because we turned it into Q&A at the end, which made it really nice. Really nice bit of content. So if you are on the speaker circuit and you've got five people in a room, you know, what I would say is try and spin it to Q&A as soon as possible because that's a really unique content. You know, you can you can look to them in the eyes and go, you, what's your question? And they have to give you an answer because they're 20% of the room. I think you angled it in quite a good way as well because you not just said, what's your question? You also said, 
watch your business and then you literally gave them some advice about their business without them even asking mm. but like just some advice on what you you think they should be doing and then that spurred them to ask a response be like oh actually yeah you're right and but, then it all but we, content, yeah but it? we just didn't ask it because we didn't know what question to mm. ask so yeah so i would never worry about people numbers you know uh, that probably was the smallest audience ever uh, was the smallest i've ever yeah, spoken 100%, to 100 yeah. percent, and that's even the smallest in terms of four years ago when i started the first talk i ever did was probably 20. So, you know, we have actually gone down here. <laughs> it's not good. Workshop is not, do not go to workshop, no. But, um, so yeah, so, you know, I don't care. As long as, as the one thing I would say to you is, every, if you ever do a speaking event, just take a camera because at least you've got something. And if I had gone there and Sam wasn't there. Oh, that would have been a complete waste, waste of time. Waste of time. Waste of time. But Sam was there. We had a video camera. And it was all, all, all perfect. Anyway, we're currently at 10 to 10. I need to get prepped. I need to leave in 10 minutes. So, as always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. Really hope you enjoyed it. Please pass it on. I've got some legends lined up. Legends of the game. I'm surprised we've got some of them on. Um, I mean, don't say their names yet, just in case. Because they might bail. Uh, and the thing with these big, these big boys is obviously you are literally destined for their calendar. And it's a bit of a nightmare because my calendar is terrible as well. So, I've got their calendar times by my calendar. So, finding that date and time is a ball ache. Uh, but they're happening. Um, next week we've got someone actually. I'm gonna say that one. Is it 100 percent done? Yeah, done. Let so me get it up. Let me just don't make sure. Next Thursday, we're in Essex speaking to James Sinclair. Okay, yeah, nice. nice one. He's another guy that's doing his personal branding at massive scale. Yeah, so he's basically hired a Sam as well. Um, yeah, we're in Essex. Two thirty. We're doing a we're doing a podcast with, with James next Thursday. Quite flamboyant, nice guy. Should be a good podcast. Uh, if you haven't seen James Sinclair, just give him a quick search now, have a little look, see what he's doing. Um, but yeah, will that be next episode? I'm gonna you're gonna struggle, I think. When are you back? Actually, you're on holiday till Tuesday. I'm back on Wednesday next Wednesday. Your first day back's Wednesday. Yeah, I've, we're gonna have to put. Well, you've got two options, Jimmy. You can either use that as a Thursday next Thursday episode, which is recorded at two thirty. Record at two thirty, upload by six. You could edit in the car, couldn't you, and whack it up? Or do you want to do another episode on Wednesday? So we got. So what's next week going to be, do you reckon? I think let's 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 test ourselves. Let's make James Sinclair record on Thursday two thirty, upload it on Thursday six o'clock. Okay, so next Thursday six o'clock, it'll be me and James Sinclair on this podcast. I'll be asking him all questions about his journey, how he started as a clown to where he is today as a multi-million pound entrepreneur. You're talking about an actual clown, by the way, not like. Not an adjective to describe him. <laughs> he's a clown. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a party entertainer. That's when he started. You listen to it. It'll be a good little podcast. Uh, I hope they're on the same avenue as Simon Penson's podcast. Uh, that was an amazing podcast, I believe. And I got a lot of good feedback from that one. So anyway, if you've got any questions you want me to ask James, that's a good one. If you've got any questions you want me to ask James, hit me up on Instagram uh, with some questions and I'll ask him away. Uh, go. He's got a few books out there. Have a little search around. Ask the questions and I'll ask James the questions next week. Thanks for listening. Please pass on the podcast and I'll speak to you next week.